Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Everybody, I am Mike Raines, aka Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hell World. I am joined, as always, by Sarge. Hello from the internet and the mysterious L. Hello, my beautiful babies. We've been expecting you for some time. <laughs> Is that Italian or spooky or kind? It's of? actually, uh, it's actually a bad impersonation of James Acaster playing his genie character. From a wonderful podcast called Off Menu with Ed Gamble and James Eric Acaster. Oh, so, shout out for, to that! Uh, yeah, check that out. Anybody wants to listen? Uh, they, they get like celebrities in and go over their dream like full meal. They'll like ask them if they want like Stiller sparkling water and Papa Dobbs of bread. Then they'll get into their dream like main course and drinks. It's 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 a it's a fun listen. And I've been consuming a lot of podcast content recently because of my commute to and from work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have as well because all I do is drive around for work and uh, kind of run it out. I was I was hitting the end of the Internet. Yeah, I, uh, I have a not terrifyingly long commute, but I can find ways to extend it so I can get more of my uh, bad football prediction podcasts slash uh, political insight podcasts in. So I know well of that life of just sort of like I have XM radio, but I never listen to music because I'm just all podcasts all the time. Yeah, how many of uh, how many of your your bad uh, uh, football podcasts or whatever uh, had the the Kansas City Chiefs are going to start the season two and three? Read, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I sent you guys that tweet that was like, as all Seattle fans had hoped, the Seahawks and the Chiefs have the same record after Week Five, and it was just like man, super rough. Oh man, I mean the the, the, the Patriots. Have of New England in their second restructuring season were expected to be laying a huge fart, but uh, Patrick Mahomes is healthy. 
correct? So yeah. what's going yeah. on there? <laughs> he's and he's putting up record numbers, like fastest however many yards, just like just putting up record numbers. Yeah, currently currently fucking got the record for most mediocre season with Mahomes as starting quarterback. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Hickory, dickory, Doc. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's Andrew Dice Clay yeah. reference for all of our. Audience. I was about to call you, call you out for a Dice Man reference. Oh, so many people listening to this podcast have to be thirty-five or older. They'll know you leave that ghoul in the past where he belongs. He wasn't uh, even funny in his prime. Oh, I, I remember just like when I was a kid, how like incredibly edgelordtastic he was. And it was just like, wow, this guy is talking about sex in really naughty ways. He smoked his cigarette by reaching his hand r- around back behind his head like an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I mean, whatever, whatever gets you that small quantity of attention from the, uh, the, the world. Hey, do what you got to do, Dice hey, Man. Yo, hey. Little Miss Muffet, something, something, sex joke. Hey, I'm Dice Man. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so uh, before we get too deep into the Dice Man's uh, catalog, let's play a content warning. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, this is kind of like, uh, when I, when I, when I kind of hit the cues in the news bumper, I kind of think about that being like headlines and stuff that people in the real world are really talking about. But like this week, uh, in the, in the lunatic sphere of QAnon, we've had, uh, the grifter wars beginning and just escalating in the most, uh, egregious way possible. So that there are no national news headlines. So you decided to give yourself some head. Uh, yes, exactly. That'd be exactly what I did. Oh, hey, Dice Man. <laughs> well, hey. Um, so, listeners, I have to let you in on this. Mike has created our recording room. He gets to name them. He named it Grifter Wars. So this is, I'm selling you on what he sold us, the Grifter Wars. Now, And, and then when I asked him for our headlines for the week, number one, with a bullet. He could not wait to get out there. Grifter Wars. So... Now. He's incre- incredibly excited about the property. Yes. Now, addendum. L takes our show notes, and in our show notes, it's Grifter Wars TM, but Grifter Wars is spelled with a Y and a Z. You can put those wherever you want. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and this is why I uh, do this podcast. It's for things like this, and I like yeah. sharing it. So um the grifter wars is definitely the new transformers property right who's uh who's our optimus prime who's our megatron okay so uh our our main protagonist and our main villain in in this theater of the grifter wars is uh lynn wood battling Mm. marjorie taylor green oh oh i wow all right you did not undersell this i did not expect these two shitheads to be going at each other okay yeah. So basically, uh, Lynn Wood has decided that Marjorie Taylor Greene is insufficiently pushing for audits and the effort to fix the 2020 election. So he's just like, Marjorie, you're fake MAGA. You ain't doing enough to do what we need to do because we can't have elections in 2022 or 2024 until we've exposed the fraud of 2020 and have reinstated Trump to the presidency. And we did expose it. Biden got more votes. 
Yeah, 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 hey, yeah, that whole Cyber Ninjas thing. Uh, and um, Mike Lindell, uh, who is a different theater of this whole thing, he came out complaining about fraudits, which were fake audits that didn't get the job done. Because, I mean, that's how this operates. When Cyber Ninjas, when Cyber Ninjas doesn't get them the W, Cyber Ninjas is now part of the plot. That's that's how this always worked. That was always Cyber Ninjas' fate as they ran away with a sack full of money. Wow. They were always going to be called Deep State if they didn't do anything. But the main uh, two uh, combatants, again, were Lynn Wood and Marjorie Taylor Greene. And so Lynn's calling her all these horrible names. And now Marjorie is trying to show that she is like super pro audit. And she's got, like, here's all these tweets I got about audits. And um, there was a lawsuit, uh, it was like a Kraken-esque bullshit lawsuit that got filed in Georgia that was rejected like three weeks ago. But just in, or- just in order to prove that she's like totally on the, on the ball here, because uh, she's she's from Georgia and all that good stuff. She is like, why did this court like reject this uh, audit uh, lawsuit? What was going on here? They rejected it on standing. I don't know what that means, but it sounds suspicious to me. And it's isn't, like, isn't she a lawyer? Uh, I don't think she is. No, she's like she's a businesswoman. Like that was her. That was her shtick getting into politics was that uh, she ran a successful construction business. She was making all this money. Now she's turning her attention towards improving uh, America vis-a-vis her like rock solid business acumen and her love of country and hatred of socialism. And so I- CrossFit her rocking hard abs. Yes. Oh, yes. Or right, MTG was deep into CrossFit for a while. That was her oh, thing. Oh, yeah. She was doing those horrible, weird kipping pull-ups that, like, every non-CrossFitter just goes, Eagles. oh, my God. Yeah. Eagles. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, God, you're going to blow your back out doing that. That's so weird. Like, don't do not do those motions with your body. They're, they're painful and hurty. And so, yeah, Marjorie... Uh, is literally dredging up a three-week-old um, article about a lawsuit and claiming that, like, this is proof that the deep state is trying to put the fix in in Georgia and it's not cool. And we got to do something to fix this. And I've been a fighter, tireless and true. And basically, uh, Lynn Wood and her have been going at it. And... Uh, one of our one of our favorite boys in this whole theater of the stupid, uh, Jordan Sather, uh, he decided to come in hard on Team Marjorie's side. So Lynn Wood finally uh, walked over to the break glass in case of emergency uh, sign and smashed that glass with a hammer and pulled out that fire extinguisher that says, you're a pedophile, and then he sprayed Jordan Sather with it. So we actually did it. We actually had a QAnon promoter call another QAnon promoter a pedophile. So nice. Linwood, Lin, Linwood went went there. He went the whole nine yards and said, by the way, Jordan Sather, I don't really know who you are, and I don't trust you. You're probably a pederist. And that, of course, uh, sent our beautiful bleach-drinking baby boy through the roof. 
and he is now just like Linwood. You you support all these JFK coins selling like shills that just take good honest QAnon people's money, and it's bullshit that you're doing this, and you're the fake MAGA. And <laughs> not me. You. I'm not a pedophile. You're a pedophile. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that. I mean, it's it's this unbelievable childish uh, bullshit. It's the it's the Salem witch trials where it's just I'm not a witch. You're a witch, and it's so good. It's so funny that they're just tearing each other apart. And the problem for all of them is that none of them are ever going to be able to produce results on this. None of them are going to be able to overturn the 2020 election. Biden won. Biden is the president. Anyone who claims otherwise is lying. And eventually the other people... trying to sell you something. Oh, yeah. But that's the thing is that like that lie or that bullshit you're trying to sell the person is eventually going to get exposed. Like you are at some point not going to be able to remove Biden from office and reinstall Trump into office. And people are going to be like, hey, person that was talking a big game about getting the selection overturned. Why haven't you done that yet? And especially if you're Marjorie Taylor Greene or someone who has who's in elected office, you're supposed to have power. You're supposed to be able to shake the system. That's why we elected you. And now now you're stuck being like, hey, I, I don't know what standing is. Me, frozen caveman lawyer, your legal <laughs> terms are frightening to me. So, yeah, it's really interesting. Seeing I'm like how medium pissed off that I can't think uh, I think of a good pun name for Starscream and Jordan Sather. <laughs> because you know, like uh, you know, uh, like I was exhausted last week on the show, so I feel like I kind of phoned it in. So I want to bring the hot heat this week. And you know, Sarge already mentioned the Transformers thing or whatever, so we're getting into it. And I was just like, well, Lynn Wood, he's obviously fraud in his prime. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then who, who's Frodo's prize greatest enemy? Then MTG playing Magatron. I mean, come on, right yourself. You were right. She did uh, uh, start a CrossFit gym and ran that for several years. I've seen the videos because I, uh, you know what? It's twenty twenty one. I don't feel like I have to be ashamed saying that. Like sometimes I'm physically attracted to Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> she, she's she's abhorrent, but she's got like. That sort of proper fit mom bod that like uh, a now in his mid thirties L really appreciates. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to date her. Yeah, if Mar- if Marjorie Taylor Greene had Janet O's voice, would like she like be like the perfect like just absolutely revolting person that you wanted to have a date with? Oh, uh, that that would be that would be the nut. And I would be the nut as I produce you know, orgasm. You know how in video games where there's like a social system and you have points and if you fuck up, it goes boom and like the social the social links goes down a star. That's what just happened to me right here. Like Doug, whatever. Well then I'm gonna I'm gonna tank it for some sort of like uh, you know, weird min maxing like I'm gonna game the system by tanking it even further. I think Lauren Bobert's attractive too. I kinda yeah. I, 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 I kinda wanna be in a hot tub with the both of them. <laughs> just no you can't talk about anything just, yeah. yeah we we don't need to talk we, we don't need to talk about you know we we could we could talk about the silver bullet we could be like man course is great ain't it even though like that would be a lie on my part but what the fuck else are we going to talk about yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, sadly, Bobert hasn't gotten involved in all of this. This has been a uh, this has been a Marjorie dealing with the cranks on the internet sort of uh, festival. In and, a perfect world, she gets really into yoga and starts posting videos. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. Oh man, I, I, I wonder if she's one of the people that looks at yoga and thinks to herself that it's like some sort of evil, uh, like plot to destroy Christianity and to like like stealth Hinduism and other kinds yeah. of spirituality. yoga is an Indian psyop. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because I, 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 you get those people every so often. You get that group of people who are just like, yoga is evil and bad because it does an evil, bad what? thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely a, a subsect of like some forms of like f- fundamentalist Christianity that like yoga. Like, stretching. St- yeah. Formalized stretching is bad and evil. Yes, because uh, no, you whole... want to know what they think about Tai Chi, man. Oh, <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You're summoning. You're summoning some terrible stuff here. But yeah, they have like all this mentality about um, how you are consorting with uh, devils and evil spirits, unclean spirits, non-Christian uh, like things that are swirling around you, and by meditating and by trying to clear your mind and embracing these non-Christian tenets of like mental health. You're like literally letting evil spirits into your body. You're you're, you're corrupting yourself. You're poisoning yourself <laughs> by ocean breathing. Yep, like all of it. it it's it's it, it's this incredibly narrow worldview that a lot of these people really subscribe to, and they love it. But it, and and again, that leads to all kinds of arguments when you get into like the new age QAnon people who are just like, I meditate and, and do yoga all the time, and it's fine, bros. And then you get the hardcore Christian fundamentalists folks who are just sort of like, rawr, rawr, bang, clog, mad. Jesus, Jesus in prayer is the only time you can clear your head. The only, if, you, if you're not thinking about anything, you better be thinking about the Lord or you're in a world of trouble. So, I mean, it's just, it's, just, it, it's so bizarre, but like, that's the, that's the places we're going. And this is the digressions we take here when we start talking about all these weird clowns and their sexy CrossFit natures. But um, beyond uh, the straight-up battle between uh, Marjorie and Lynn, which has now led to people being in rival camps and folks like Jordan Sather picking sides, you then have uh, Ron Watkins and his quixotic attempt to monetize, quote-unquote, being Q as a uh, thing that uh, he wants to try to be more big boy about. And... When last we left old uh, Ron, he was uh, trying to get Arizona to decertify the election. And he was going up to the attorney general uh, uh, of Arizona and being like, hey, I want to have a meeting with you and blah, blah, blah. And he didn't get that meeting because he doesn't live in Arizona and he's not even really an American national. He lives in Japan and all that good stuff. Oh, is he an expat now? Uh, yeah, he's he he, he is. I, I don't even know if he's a, an American citizen. I, he's I know he's a, lives in Japan most of his most of his year, but um, he uh, posted on his Telegram uh, this really incredibly boilerplate uh, piece uh, document from uh, the Arizona Attorney General's office that was just like. As the Arizona Attorney General, I ask that uh, the the people that I'm talking to uh, don't delete nothing. So basically, um, 
this piece of paper was like request for information related to voter registration list maintenance. And it was like, dear Miss Dole, as you are aware, the Senate has completed significant portions of its forensic audit and has provided reports to the Arizona Attorney General's office, which are being reviewed by the Election Integrity Unit or, or I, I, EIU. And I want you to make sure that you maintain one, any and all data files, blah, blah, blah. And, like, and it's just literally the most like incredibly boilerplate, hey, we're going to be snooping around, so don't you be throwing anything into a chipper. Cause yeah, listening gonna- to you just read that statement, it was so boring, I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. Also, where, where does Ron Watkins thinks he gets his power from, like... He he has no authority over anyone unless also, you work for a question. I have important breaking news. Uh, I couldn't get there on Soundwave, so I gave up. Okay, uh, so I called up a list of Decepticons and I got there. Devastator. Mm? Ah, it's good. <laughs> do, that, do five other smaller Jordan Sathers combine to make Devastator? Yeah, five five other crappier grifters come together to form Devastator. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I'm good with this. This is very acceptable. Uh, I, I, I'll, we will, we will have people working in Photoshop to to actually make all of these characters and make reality. make sure you leave in the wrecking ball testicles. Like the, that, that's, those were a big feature of Devastator. Yes, <laughs> is that is that is that comic book or cartoon canonical, or is that just the Michael Bay flick? That's just the Michael Bay. Anything awful and like vaguely racist is the Michael Bay movies. <laughs> and then pee peepees on that guy. Get it? Because peepees yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> and those two those two cars are like really offensive. Yeah. yeah, well, because they they killed the really offensive one from the first movie, Jazz. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, Jazz. Rips in half. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm, the, I'm the Transformer called Jazz, and then like in the audience, you're just like, please don't have a black guy's voice. Please don't have ah, d- ah, Beans, he did it. <laughs> I want ja- I want Jazz to be like, inc- like, like, just like completely unrecognizable, and like just, just regular American <laughs> accent, or maybe just like posh British accent. So it's just like you just could not infer a race from it. But no, Michael Bay has no subtlety in his body. No, no he <laughs> he knows how to code a robot. Yes. Yeah, so, see that th- those words that you said, Mike, they were just so boring. They started talking about Transformers again. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and much deserved. I, and and this is the, the, the and my incredibly boring letter that I read to you that forced us into a Transformers segue. This is what QAnon is trying to get themselves excited about. That like uh, Bronovich is doing it. He's begun his investigation into the into the audit and the steal in Arizona, and it's like. You, you do understand the words you've you're saying, where you literally have just stated that you are now happy that the attorney general is beginning an investigation. That's all he's done, and he hasn't even begun an investigation. Literally, all he said was, "Yo, the people who have these files, keep them on record. I might want to look at them. Might yeah. want to look at them. That's all I, I care about." <laughs> I looked it up. He does indeed live in Japan and he hasn't lived in America in like forever. And I like, I don't know how he, if he does still have American citizenship, I can't imagine he'll be coming to America anytime soon because Japan, like with COVID, Japan is might not let him back in if he comes to America. Uh, it's baffling. 
Like that's one of the things that makes me laugh the most about Ron Watkins is the fact that he he and all these other people, and I mean most of them are from America, although again, Martin Geddes is British. So you have people like Geddes, like Ron, who live in these countries with ridiculously strict gun control. You cannot get a fucking gun in Japan or Britain unless you jump through every hoop that is imaginable. And those hoops are designed to prevent you. You might not be able to make it through those hoops. They might say, no, you don't get a gun. And yet these people will be posting from their uh, safe, secure, nice first world houses in Britain and Japan that, look, Australia doesn't have any guns, and now they've fallen to tyranny. That This is what happens when you don't have guns like America. You're totally fucked. The world just ends. And it's like, do you live in America? No, you don't. You live in Japan. There's like three gun deaths a year in Japan because so, nobody has a fucking gun. So you- in Japan, to get a gun, you have to take a mental health examination you have to take and pass a class. Then you have to register with your local police station and let them know what kind of gun of the ones you're allowed to buy you have. Uh, then you have to store the gun and the ammunition separately. And then every year you have to re-register on all of this. And most of what you can have are hunting rifles and shotguns. And like I said, the police have to know exactly what you have because if they find uh, shotgun pellets and not a duck, they're coming for you. It's and most <laughs> most of the cops in Japan don't have guns because they don't need them. Uh, yeah, I, I have feelings about America's gun laws and how other countries are doing it better. Specifically, the mental health examination that Japan requires you to get and re up every couple of years. Right. It just goes to show you what unbelievable hypocrites these are, these people are, and how they just believe in this mythology of the gun. Because the gun ain't protecting them in their actual home nations, but apparently America's just sea of firearms is all that's keeping humanity from being enslaved by the cabal. And it's just, it's just so unbelievably childish. It's ridiculous. The gun is yeah. good, and the penis is evil. Yes, yes. Gun is good. Oh man. Oh man, we're going Zardoz. I love it. Uh, it, it, Zardoz. Yeah, Zardoz. So, so, uh, so we had those fights, and so now also Ron, when he's not uh, flailing desperately to try to get the Arizona Attorney General to not do anything, he has now actually been doing uh, meet and greets with uh, Carrie Lake. Uh, actual crazy woman who is running for the governorship of Arizona. And Arizona is now becoming a sort of like testing ground for uh, QAnon political leaders because you have that honey badger guy who's running for attorney general with Trump's endorsement. And you have Kerry Lake running for uh, governor of the state. And I don't know if these people know this, but or and I think they know on one level, but they don't refuse to accept it. Biden won this state, so maybe running as the QAnon lunatic. Nah, uh, I mean, nah, yeah, <laughs> nah, that is the that is what's happening. That's what's been happening on a national level for months now. 
Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and I just I, meant, I just I verified this. Carrie Lake has been endorsed by Trump also in the governor's race of Arizona. So you have a woman who's literally doing grip and grins with Ron Watkins and has promoted every crazy one six conspiracy theory out there. She's pretty much QAnon. She's a QAnon promoting candidate running for statewide office in Arizona, and the former president has backed her and the nut job guy who was about decertifying Arizona and all this other stuff for attorney general. So we are dealing with just openly fascist people running for statewide office in Arizona, and they're hanging out with Ron Watkins. So it's this is... This... Yeah, that can, that can only be used as a punching bag against them. They have to think that appearing with Ron is strong enough to get the votes they need. Cause otherwise it's just like, here they are shaking hands with Q. Uh, I mean, it's like when Hillary brought up that Trump was hanging out with Alex Jones during the election, it's the same thing. It's just going to be used against them. And and they think, but they think they think it's good for the primary. They honestly think that like this is what will set me apart from the just standard Republicans who are talking about socialism bad, gun good, secure the border, all that kind of stuff. Like that, it's like uh, it's like when you when you're a drug addict and you need now more and more of the drug to get the high. You build up a tolerance to regular MAGA talking points. So now you've got to go like full blown QAnon to get the crowd to cheer for you. I mean, it's not enough to be like they're trafficking uh, evil people across the border. People are like, yeah, we know. They're like they're trafficking children across the border to drain their blood for their superhuman drugs. It's like, oh shit! Now I got to vote for you to stop the child's blood draining child trafficking. I mean, well, the good news is very rarely do we hear about any horrible liberals ever. Uh, actually illegally trafficking children across borders. Uh, QAnon, on the other hand, they're in the news this week for doing exactly that sort of thing. Uh, yes, I think L- it's Literally to- exactly that. In in everyone's favorite country, France. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, oui, El oui. brought this story to our attention. It got by both me and Mike. Yes. Yeah. yes. So let's play that bump. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's Q's in the news. Wait a minute, Jesus Christ, we never even played the fucking news bump for all that Grifter Wars shit? No, because I, I, I was explaining that the Grifter Wars really weren't headlines. They didn't make it into newspapers or anything, so I was like waiting. Oh, I guess that's true. I'm like looking at our recording, I'm like, 30 minutes in, news bump, what the fuck? <laughs> Get wrecked, news sucks, youth culture forever. Yes. How do you Transformers references. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, we had a woman who uh, lost the ch- lost custody of her daughter to her mother because uh, the woman uh, Lola um, Munjamagi. Uh, I am terrible with names, so I'm the worst. But she. Uh, was found by the French courts to be quote unquote mentally unstable. So they were like, well, uh, you're going to have to get some treatment here. We're going to have her, have the child's grandmother take care of her. And uh, uh, Lula, who from the reading of this article seems to be a lot into like, what is what we would call in America, sovereign citizen kind of stuff where the government's illegitimate. They, they, their laws don't apply to me because they're not the real laws. 
I don't exactly know what like French sovereign citizenship would look like because our sovereign citizenship involves all sort of weird bullshit involving our constitution being edited and whatnot. A lot of getting tased. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Arguing with cops about how you don't need a driver's license because the right to travel is, a, is, is in the First Amendment and they're not driving, they're traveling. Uh, all that good stuff. But yeah, she, um, Lula decided that she was going to uh, stage a kidnapping plot to uh, abduct the child from her, the child's grandmother's home and bring her back home to herself and then probably try to escape across the French border to some other nation so she could, you know, do a little child trafficking with uh, the child that she did not have legal custody of. And... Uh-oh. Uh <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, this is again what the, the her mindset about this was the government took her child away from her uh to do bad things to like her child was going to be uh given to her grandmother who was going to put her on the black market and then the next thing you know the child is gone and being harvested for adrenochrome and all that horse shit yeah, I, I love how in order to believe that your snap response to the government giving custody of your daughter to your mother is, but my mother's a pedophile or, but my mother's going to sell her organs. And it's just like, have you ever complained in the past about your mother being uh, like either of those sort of dangers before? Like, is there something about your mother we need to know? Like that's actionable. Do you have a restraining order against your mother for your children? Like I anything that would allow that to be possible? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's yeah. It's just so yeah. That this is that's the thing that makes like QAnon so like vile is that everyone is in on it, and that's what makes these people go from merely being like angry and like quote unquote skeptical of the world to being paranoid and then unstable about things because after a while. When your uh, when your spouse or your kids or your parents don't believe what you're telling them, at some point you think to yourself, "Why don't they believe it? Maybe they're in on it too. Maybe they won't believe because they can't believe because they're a part of it." And that's that's like the what I've said this a bunch of times about QAnon. The worst part of this thing is not that it makes you like hate Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi. It's like fucking whatever. They're politicians. They're public figures. The worst part about QAnon is that it makes you hate your family and friends after a while. And like the level you hate them at is either they don't believe the truth and that's bad because we need more people to believe the truth. And then that can elevate to, I think they're also draining children's blood for their evil drugs. I mean, that is the conspiracy theorist mind. You can't directly confront them. That would just upset them and make them like oppose you harder. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's so insidious and awful. And anyone that's even like remotely conspiracy minded, yeah, when, when people come against them, oh, they're in on it. And it's it's the satanic panic. It's QAnon. They're all the the same thing, just with different. Uh, and if I ever want to get famous on. as a podcaster, boy howdy, I need to stop. I need to start talking about how sorry I feel for these people instead of how much I hate them. <laughs> like, oh, it's, it's such a, it's so unfortunate, and I really wish that they would like see the light and come back to the side of blah blah blah. Because I would like to make money doing podcasting, so I can't just visibly be like. You know, or I guess audibly, just be like, fuck these people and their stupid opinions, they'll <laughs> suck. So in the spirit of that, you guys are going to get a friendlier, nicer, 
more <laughs> diplomatic L because L wants to sell out. You can't spell sell <laughs> without two L's. And like I was thinking about that when we were recording Bingeworthy too. I was just like, man, I need to stop talking about how bad Zoe Deschanel is at acting and her big dumb wet eyes. I need to start talking about how she's fine at acting and how her eyes are reasonably shaped and reasonable dampness. <laughs> <laughs> It just comes because, like, all of the podcasts definitely... I listen to, everyone is just so diplomatic all the time. And I'm like, fuck, do you really have to be diplomatic to make money? I just want to be angry. <laughs> <laughs> I try, see, I've been listening to Let's Fight a Boss, and yeah, they're, they're pretty diplomatic, especially when they're talking about, like, movies they didn't like. Well, not a not about games they don't like. John is very very upforward about not liking uh, Yakuza Seven. Like the problem dragon. is the, the only way to make money being angry if you have a platform is to be conservative. Conservatives eat that shit up. But I'm not. I'm liberal, and all the liberals I want to listen to my my stuff. All the liberals I want to make up my echo chamber. They're not going to tolerate me giving them the hard facts about yo Zoe Deschanel should not have a career in acting. She's bad at it. Like, I mean, they're going to be don't... like, who are you to judge? And I'm like, the consumer, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I, I am the prime candidate for, for judging such a thing. <sighs> I, man, I, <laughs> I didn't think we were going to go down that road. I, I don't but... think Paul Walker should have had a career. He was not a good actor. Yeah. I I don't have much opinion on any actors, but I will say that that is one of the things that is really kind of interesting in any uh, QAnon uh, debunker researcher community. And QAnon casualties has this happen a lot where you'll have people talking about um, the family member or whoever it was who went off the deep end. And there is an incredible amount of anger at those people from uh, the people that have lost them to the conspiracy theory, and like th- th- that meta topic of like tolerance versus anger is just something that is always there because it's really hard to have understanding and tolerance for people that are caught up in this shit when it makes them malignant, terrible people who are propagating it, and so. My mindset on that, on the whole thing about tolerance is only do it if it if you have the mental fortitude and your mental health is good enough that you can reach the hand out to that person and say, hey, man, when you like finally have some doubts about QAnon and you finally have reached your breaking point, I'm here for you, bro. I, we, we will go to the diner. We'll get a cup of coffee. We'll talk about it. We'll try to see like how you've like come back to your senses. But if if you're just furious, if you're just furious about the fact that like the the father of your children has like gone off the loony bin or your parents are nuts, just cut them out of your life. Just be like, nope, fuck it, can't deal with you. You're gone. I'm done. And that's fine. Do what you need to do for yourself. You're, it's not on you to bring the QAnon believer back to the reality world. Like, fuck that shit. It's just, if that's unhealthy for you, never in a million years should you do it. No way, man. Unlimited amount of tolerance. Tolerance. <laughs> new, new L loves tolerance. Uh, t- t- take your take your uh, take your adult gloves off. Put your kid gloves on, and then put on kid mittens on top of those gloves, and start weakly petting the people that you dislike. You're just like, yes, I you, you are a racist and a misogynist and uh, anti semite and are trying to destroy our democracy. But you know, we can still get a beer. Like we go, we go have pizza together. It's fine. Like that. That that is the new L way. All I can think of is just because you want to hook up with MTG. Yes. 
Uh, I mean, like, I'm not going to use my platform to say something as bold as I want to hook up with her. I would say that I'd like to, again, like, I want to sit in a hot tub with her in, in, in Bobert. Let's, let's, let's tub it up. Totally <laughs> platonic hot tub action. Yes. Because, again, uh, as part of the selling out process, I don't think I could use my platform to talk about, to be so cavalier about talking about sex. <laughs> oh, heaven forbid. Uh, all I can think of is when Elle was talking about the, oven, the 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 mittens was the fact that now now baseball players wear mittens when they're running the bases, and it just makes me laugh so much after they jog the first base, someone hands them an oven mitt to put on their hand. And I'm just like, what? Is that really honestly a thing? Yes, yeah. it's honestly what? a thing. It's so weird. I guess it's so they don't jam their, their dainty little fingers if they're sliding towards a base. So now Yo. they put... All right, we we found we found the lane where old L can continue to thrive, and that's hating baseball. If you like baseball, fuck you. Fuck baseball, and fuck you too. Baseball is the worst. Are you kidding me? Those people are already barely athletes, and now they have to wear mittens to run bases. Yes, it's so great. I love the oven mitts. They're so hilarious. The oven mitt, called unsurprisingly a sliding mitt, is a clever combination of two pieces of safety equipment. Oh, so clever! It's the most clever thing ever. True. So- True they, pro they, they, they invented a thing mitt. that's already existed for hundreds of years, an oven mitt. Yes. True, yeah, true pro sliding mitt. I'm looking at it on Amazon. I mean, gotta, oh. it's got to be pro. Oh, I guess, God. I guess it's so one. if your foot gets stomped on. Yeah, it, yeah shucks. It, it would be a real shame if somebody may accidentally step on your delicate fingies playing this sport. Yeah. Like, it would be, be a real bummer if occasionally during this sport there was a little bit of danger. Like the, we've already gotten rid of all this, all the danger in every other sport, right? Yeah. Like, no, 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 no danger of you getting injured playing football or football or anything else, right? right. No, no danger of wrestlers going crazy, murdering their whole families. None, none of that. There's, there's why, no, why don't we just take the base running out and just give them credit for their bases based on how good they hit the ball? It's like that yes. ball seems like a two base. You get two bases. No need to yeah, go yeah. there. Just, no. just go back to the dugout and. Uh, chew your gum or whatever yes baseball's dumb baseball's dumb baseball's dumb and there are enough sports out there that you don't have to settle for worse do you remember that time we went and got indian food for your birthday and they had cricket on and we spent most of the time eating delicious indian food trying to figure out how the we're like surely from context we can figure out how cricket is played and or scored and the genuinely reminded me of that episode of Futurama where Fry is trying to understand Blurn's ball. (laughs) So that's sitting there and it's like it's like indecipherable but close enough to some other stuff where you're like, I think I know what's going on and then you notice through context or because the announcer says something that you you have no fucking idea what's going on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It took it like I am a person who is obsessed with understanding how sports work. It took me forever to grasp cricket like really honestly forever so like i like i can completely understand how anyone looking at the game would just be completely lost it's it's not confusing to me now that i learned it but jesus christ it, it that was that was the hardest struggle i've ever had like silly things like darts and cricket i picked i mean darts and curling i picked up way faster i was just able oh yeah that makes sense i got it but for some reason, cricket just melted my brain. I was just like the Nazi staring into the Ark of the Covenant when I was looking at the rules of cricket. I just couldn't get it. I just couldn't grasp how it worked. It, it takes Mike, sick- Mike raids with the bold self ode of it comparing uh, self ode of comparing himself to a Nazi in a metaphor. Yes, yes. I mean, hey, my, Mike raids. Mike Rains has always compared himself to a Nazi in many ways, and 
it's up to it's up to the listener to decipher whether or not they're the good ones. You know, are you compa- are you comparing yourself to the positive ways the Nazis were, like how they were well dressed? Um, Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, some thin ice run. Yeah. yeah, well, luckily that thin, like, luckily or unluckily in my case, that thin ice has trampled all over my segue, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to go for it again. You have to be a sick person to like baseball. And speaking of sick people, I hear allegedly a bunch of Southwest pilots are sick. Yes. <laughs> it would have been more organic if I didn't get trampled on by Sarge, but that uh, is just, yeah. that's just going to happen sometimes if you're recording a podcast via the internet. Yeah. Yeah, I saw my joke. I had to go for it. Uh, yeah, I was looking at this on CNN, and Southwest is just like, we don't think this is happening. The- yeah, yeah. So, so Southwest uh, has uh, has made a statement that like a bunch of flights have been canceled recently, and they have blamed uh, weather and other problems, logistical issues, like planes aren't in the right spot to do this flight here to there, and blah blah blah, and. While Southwest is giving us the happy talk of, like, everything's fine and we'll be back up and running in no time at all, don't you worry about a thing, uh, QAnon and right-wing agitators are claiming that Southwest Airlines is in the in the grips of being paralyzed by brave patriots refusing the COVID vaccine and the FDA-mandated uh, uh, shot that all the pilots have to take, and now uh, we're finally seeing uh, the beginning of the of the corporate uh, machine being torn down by these brave pilots refusing to fly, and Southwest will be but the first domino to fall in this uh, vaccine mandated capitalist uh, tyranny uh, being brought to heel by brave patriots who refuse to get a shot that like 200 million Americans have already gotten and no one's had any problems with it. But, but don't let that, don't let that get in the way of our narrative. Let's just, let's just keep screaming and yelling. Hey, re- remember at the start of the vaccination process when that handful of people got blood clots out of like the hundreds of millions that were getting the vaccine. Yeah. yeah, like, why, don't yeah. We, why don't you be more empathetic towards those people, Mike? I, I, Isn't I, it I, maybe seven out of, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnson and Johnson had uh, like eight million shots, and like seven people got blood clots, and I th- and I, I I think three people died from blood clots from the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, which is the total lit number of confirmed fatalities we've had vis-a-vis the vaccine. And basically, what we learned after they and the FDA immediately paused the Johnson and Johnson vaccine for like two weeks while they went over it, and then they figured out. 
oh, the reason why these blood clots are weird is because the standard blood clot medication doesn't treat these blood clots, but this medication does. So now if that weird side effect, which again, basically one in a million people got, like if that weird side effect were to hit you, we have the treatment for it. We have the answer to the problem. So, uh, yeah, um, to all those people, I unfortunately will not sell out like Elle and have an incredible amount of sympathy for them. I feel bad that they were the, the ones that won the reverse lottery and had that, that those side effects occur. But, uh, yeah, we've vaccinated like half of America, and that, that doesn't even include all the kids who can't get vaccinated because we're still dragging our feet on approval for children under the age of 12 getting vaccines. They're, so, they're not dragging their feet, correction. They they are following the actual mandated time yeah, that yeah, they have yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck the FDA. If, if Trump was president, he would have railroaded that shit through immediately <laughs> and been screaming it about everyone to get the shot. And QAnon would have been absolutely melting their brains trying to decode what he really means when he says, everyone take the vaccine. It's great and it's safe and effective. And he would have just been like, they'd be like, no, he doesn't really mean that. What he's trying to say is... And then a bunch of QAnon would have just absolutely have left. Because they'd be like, nope, fuck it. Trump's cabal. He did it. He sold us out. Like, like that's like the one silver lining that QAnon got out of Biden winning is that like he's the face of the vaccine movement now. So they can hate him and the vaccines equally. And whenever Trump like happens to show up for a rally and like slurs incoherently about how the vaccine's great, they, they, they can just be like, yeah, he didn't say that. We didn't hear it. We, we don't know what you're talking about. No one said nothing. But... Uh, Steve Bannon, who is one of the great <laughs> yeah. he's been like screaming about this Southwest protest. There's a photo of some clown pilot who's obviously gunning for a gig on Fox News who threw a Gadsden flag out the window of his cockpit. And if you don't know what the Gadsden flag is, it's the snake flag with the don't tread on me on the bottom of it. And the, the Tea Party used that flag all the time. And now QAnon and other right wing groups love to use that flag to be like, this is a sign of how we're fighting against the tyranny and you won't tread on us. Oh, now, now it's the all black American flag. I actually saw an article about that the other day. It's really gaining traction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The no the no quarter black flag. Yeah. Um yeah, just like literally stealing the black flag from pirates from like antiquity, as it were. Like, ah, I'm Blackbeard with my American black flag. And yet another, yet another thing I think is cool that racists have stolen the Gadstone flag, this all black American flag. I was like, man, those look rad. I like those. Oh, I can't. Like, if I ever will just think uh, I'm a like, white supremacist. Uh, if you're a patriot, aren't you supposed to not fuck with the American flag? Like, do, like is it isn't it sort of like your duty to just think that it's perfect the way it is? It is one of the rules. Yeah, it's so weird that like, uh, like in in the in the waning uh, weeks of the campaign, Trump had a rally where he actually used the thin blue line flag instead of an American flag as the backdrop of his speech. I mean, he was just like, you know what? As great as the American flag is, I'm editing it to make a slightly different flag. And it's just like, isn't that supposed to be totally unacceptable? I mean, isn't, isn't like any modification to the American flag, like the ultimate desecration of our country. And you're, you're now a monster who hates our country as a result. Uh, like, cause I remember, uh, Dum Dums back when Obama was running, um, for president, 
were saying that like uh they were like hey look obama's got his own american flag with a big o in it and stuff and it was like that's actually the state flag of ohio you idiots that's he's in ohio <laughs> and that's the, that's the flag they're using and it was it's just it was just like so uh bizarre that um they did this thing. Oh my God. I'm looking at this flag now. And I think it's an actual combination of the thin blue line and the all black flag. I think this, like the flag that Trump was in front of is just literally a mix of those two things. Was so it it's all black with a thin blue line. Wow. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, uh, this is no quarter. And also we love the cops. No, <laughs> it's, it's no, it's no quarter for the cops. <laughs> he, they're calling Cop. for the it's, 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 the cops will give no quarter. We now want a police state where the cops can just go at you any way they want. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just said, I just sent you guys the uh, the photo of that weird flag that Trump had at his rallies, and it's just, I, I mean, again, if, oh, if it's yeah, it's it's monochrome. The less so, the it's not all black. It's got black and white. It's still got the white stripes. Okay. Oh, 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 thank God. So the cops are allowed to merely arrest you. They don't have to execute you on site. The cops are allowed to show you a quarter. So I, I love that we're having to do live reading of decoding flags on the podcast now to discern. This is, this is Flag Talk, our podcast within a podcast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, so, oh, boy. But so, yeah, so, so. The right wing, right, and I, I've seen like QAnon promoters being like, "Oh, if you think the media wouldn't cover up the fact that like the that Southwest pilots are are calling out sick to protest these vaccines, I guess you would think the media also wouldn't cover up the stolen election." So every everything gets rolled into the ultimate conspiracy. Everything is a part of the giant plot to screw Trump out of the White House, and. My answer to that is just uh, wouldn't Q have done something about that in the four years Trump was in power to get rid of that evil media so that he could win a free and fair election? Like, what were Q, they doing? Uh, Q was too busy being in Japan, uh, cuddling with his Ray Ayanami doll, life size. Yes. Uh, <laughs> man, that is just always going to be the easiest dunk ever. Oh, he's, I mean, he, he's like, he is that person. He is that anime obsessed dork and that's all he'll ever be. And he just happened to like strike lucky with this community vis-a-vis uh, posting bullshit on the internet as like, I'm a secret insider with secret intelligence and Trump's going to save the world. And it's, oh God, it's, it, it really goes to show you how desperate people are to have their, uh, confirmation bias like proven right they're just they're so desperate for confirmation bias that like they're like i like trump and i hope he's doing good and then someone on the internet is like donald trump is a superhero sent by god to save the world and they're just like yes i knew it i knew it oh thank god thank you god for trump donald trump is a superhero sent by god to post strange videos about ashley babbitt to the internet Yes, uh, I don't know if uh, you good, if you good folks uh, listening to ye old podcast have seen this, but Trump posted like a forty to forty five second long video uh, about Ashley Babbitt and the family's quote unquote like pursuit of justice. And if you didn't see this video, uh, just look for it on the internet. It's it's everywhere. You'll find it. But I, I watched it. Yeah. You sent it to us. We, yeah. I think we both watched it. Yeah, Trump is 
rough in this video. I mean, like, it, like Trump sounds like he literally got woken up after two hours of sleep, just like they slabbed on his orange makeup. And then he was like, he, he was like Marlon Brando at the end of his career being like, make sure those cue cards are huge. I, I'm not going to remember any of my lines. And he is. Sorry, go ahead. No, and he's just like, Ashley Babbitt deserves justice and we need a full investigation into what happened. And it's like, Don, we, we, we know what happened. She was literally jumping through a window that other goons had broken down. And she was jumping through that window so that she could get to the door and open that door so that hundreds of rioters could then enter into the actual like center of uh, the Capitol and begin attacking elected officials. The folks that were yelling, hang Mike Pence, like that door was pretty much all that was standing between like people being murdered and people not being murdered. And Ashley Babbitt was trying to open that door. So a cop who had told people, don't break down that window, don't jump through that window, shot someone jumping through that window. That's now, now imp- important detail here, in case you didn't miss the context, this all happened in the Capitol building that she illegally invaded. So that's where, why she got shot. I'm sure you all, everyone listening knows that, but that's an important piece of context here. She broke into the fucking Capitol building while Congress was in session and tried to break into the chambers of Congress to I we don't know and yes was duly warned so while I, in the I'm process- assuming that when she got there she was going to demand to speak to Congress's manager yes <laughs> uh, I mean it was like like uh, in, in in her defense wink uh, she wasn't like zip tie guy who was wearing the all black tactical suit and had the zip ties ready to go I mean she didn't look like literal active terrorist but she was arm in arm with people like that and she was about to help those people uh, commit a further breach into the building uh, when she was uh, legally and in a clean shoot uh, shot by uh, law enforcement and then yeah uh, died. Ju- just like Jesus Christ, she took all of the potential murder onto herself. She was like, no, I will be the only one to get murdered in the Congress this day while in pursuit of several different crimes. Yes. I'm sure she died saying, but I'm white. I'm just, uh, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, like, like how, how and, you know, and you know, it's, it's a crying shame. It's a real shame that she's dead. It's a bummer. Did you put on your, did you put on your sliding mitt for this one? Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure that there are a lot of people that she was very close to that miss her deeply, <laughs> and they should have loved her enough to ask her to not invade the Capitol. Yeah, I have no opinion about that. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> Money, I please. took my slice. I took my sliding mitts off. Yeah, where, where, where's the, I'm just wait wait any moment for our Blue Apron sponsorship to roll through. <laughs> It's coming. It's coming. Oh, God. Use I'm, promo- I'm emailing Ray J right now so we can get that sweet, sweet Raycon money. Oh, God. So, uh, yeah, uh, anytime you ever hear any QAnon promoter scream about uh, Joe Biden having dementia or the fact that he's a little rough around the edges and not looking too good for Pop Pop the president, uh, know that it is 117% projection and that their orange god is probably not going to be too ripe in 2024 when he's running to get back his stolen presidency. 
I watched that video. I didn't think he seemed as addled. He just seemed like he didn't want to be there and he was reading uh, cue cards to me. I mean, I believe what you meant he to say was he didn't, he didn't seem any more bored. or less addled than normal. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't seem more addled than he did the, the last couple of months. Uh, he just seemed regular Trump amount of addled, boredly reading whatever they put in front of him. I mean, he just released another one of those letters from the digital office of Donald J. Trump where he's just like, even the rhinos know that there are 283 like ballots that were sent out illegally in Detroit, and it's like, no, nobody knows that because it's it's not it's probably not true. Like, I f- I feel like if there was like an overwhelming amount of evidence to support claims like that, then you wouldn't look like such a buffoon for <laughs> for just constantly being like the election was stolen. But what do I know? I mean, maybe he's got the secret cyber ninjas hookup for info that I don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, it, 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 uh, that letter that you just talked about. It's like so, like weirdly, it's like it's like it's a, a transcription of someone who's just really mad. It was just like everyone knows Detroit is really corrupt and bad and awful, and I hate Detroit. But also, the good people of Detroit voted for me overwhelmingly, and the only way, reason I lost Detroit was because of fraud. I mean, it's just, it's just that. Uh, split personality of QAnon where there are this persecuted minority who everyone hates and the normies are dummies. The normies who make up the majority of America are just dum-dums. But at the same time, Donald Trump is the most beloved political figure America has ever seen. And everyone votes for him overwhelmingly. And the only reason why he loses is because the bad guys cheat. And it's like, if, if your boy Donald Trump is so popular why are you so hated? Like, explain that yeah. to me. Like, why is it like, like when you're like, oh, I love Trump. Why doesn't everyone just go? Yeah, me too. We all love Trump. Everyone loves Trump. We're all one big happy family. The QAnon people would probably like just freak out if they actually, if that actually happened to them. If like the, if they actually loved someone that was infinitely popular and that popularity, like, like, like carried over to them and they became cool for liking the cool guy. I mean, just, it would melt. It would melt them. They wouldn't. Under, they wouldn't know what to do with themselves because they're all about being contrarian edge lords, and like just and being smarter than everybody else. They, they they would be like, I like Trump before it was cool, man. Now Trump's a sellout. Hey, they know things that you don't know, and that makes them special. And what is more powerful than feeling special? Clearly, not much, given the the lengths that QAnon has continued to exist over the past few years. That 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 warm feeling of specialness is like an oven mitt you slide on your hand after you get a base hit. It's just so warm and soft. It's lovely. So <laughs> we're never going to let that mitt go. No, it's so dumb. The first time I saw that it happened, I was like, "What? what? He's wearing an oven mitt? Why is he? Oh my god! It, it broke my brain. I'll just never get over oven oven mitts for baseball players. It's the saddest thing I've ever seen." Uh, speaking of incredibly sad things, I forgot to post uh, the mailbag uh, thread yesterday, but the rushed mailbag did, did arrive before the podcast, and we did get some questions. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. Uh, so Snorlax CPAP says, uh, with the server room battle in Germany, have we seen Gina Haspel since then? Is she on a beach in Mexico or is she a Gitmo robot now? Is she uh, the is she the one that started spreading that whole story? Yeah, I I know, what what and also who? 
Uh, so the, the server battle in Germany is this uh, hilarious uh, nonsense that uh, I think we've been over before. That we, we've been over. It's a it's a mission. It's a level in uh, the new Call of Duty where American soldiers invade another sovereign country, Germany, for our election results that are being held there. Yes, you, you've played it. We played it together one yeah. time. So yeah, so and Gina Haspel was part of the bad guy team that was either killed, wounded, or captured during the fight that liberated the Golden Server from Frankfurt, which shows that Trump won California. So uh, I uh, I will pretend that I have never seen Gina Haspel since then. So I will assume that she is a robot in Gitmo. I'm going with Gitmo robot for my final answer. So, that sounds good to me. I, yeah. I I look forward to playing that again with the that mission again in the new. Call of Duty All Stars. Yes. Oh, that sounds great. Uh, where where they edited out the helicopter mission, or the, the airport mission, where you have to be a terrorist and kill civilians. <laughs> I re- I remember reading about the controversy of that like a while ago. That seemed like a really uh, poor decision on their part. No, press, no, press F to pay respects or whatever. Yeah, no yes. joke. That was actually the first and only uh, Call of Duty I bought, and it opened. I was like, why does it seem like I'm the baddie? <laughs> and I was very confused. I'd never bought a Call of Duty before or since. Yeah. So you, you landed at the perfect spot. So uh, well done, Sarge. Well done. Uh, so thank you, Snorlax Pap, for the question. Uh, Trap Lord Flecko says, uh, Fred, uh, Fred Brennan um, has said before that he believes Ron or Jim could be prosecuted for impersonating a federal agent. Do you think this is at all possible? Uh, I really, I don't. No. Because, yeah. Yeah, uh, because I think just claiming you have Q level clearance doesn't mean anything, because like uh, that is a very civilian level of clearance. I've there are people who've been on the internet who've been like, I am a contractor who's worked with the government before, and I had to get Q clearance in order to do my job, and it was basically just a bunch of paperwork and like having some friends like file affidavits for me or whatever. And then they had to get talked to by the, by, by the FBI or whoever. So it was like, it was a, it was a hoop to jump through, but it wasn't the end of the world. So I think that. Any at, level, at, at any moment, if any agency tried to come after them, their lawyers would just be like, my client was engaging in interactive fiction on the internet. And it is not their fault that other people took it too far. They never showed any fake credentials. They never actually appeared as the person, even in person, to tell anyone any of this information. It was clearly and transparently just fakery on the internet, and that will be the end of that. Yeah, Ab- absolutely no chance. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying it now. One hundred percent, absolutely no chance ever. Zero. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I just think that like that's the I mean it's the Tucker Carlson Alex Jones defense where you literally say obviously I was making that shit up like the no no re- it's the quote unquote no reasonable person would believe this shit defense and that defense has worked incredibly for public figures and as much as Ron Watkins wants to be a big boy public figure he's not there so I can't even imagine like quote unquote private citizen Ron Watkins would get in any trouble uh, using that defense or excuse for what he did so. I mean, I would, I would love for there to be. I've heard people say, "How is what Ron did not illegal?" And 
the answer is shit posting on the internet is not illegal. And we have the first amendment, which is again, why when Alex Jones was facing these Sandy hook lawsuits, there were lots of people who thought he was going to win until he decided to be so fucking incompetent. He couldn't even provide enough uh, documents for discovery that he ended up losing by default. So, I mean, when Alex Jones was probably a coin flip to win before a jury, Ron Watkins is fucking skating free. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. Yeah, it's it's for the same reason that Zoe Deschanel can't come at me for saying that uh, her acting is just not for me. It's yeah. not. It's yeah. not something I like. It's not something that I personally enjoy. But you can like it if you want. It's fine. I'm sure. Yeah. Where is her acting vis-a-vis the Beastie Boys beats? They're both or, fine. Or, or, oh, the oh, Beastie the Boys rhymes. beats. The, the rhymes. I meant. I was about I, to say I, how da- how dare you. Yes, you, you were about to get like I was about to unsell out real quick to come at you. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, as for compared to to the Beastie Boys rhyming ability, it's just not for me. It's fine. Yep, yep. Okay. They're both equally fine. <laughs> Man, that was like a ten out of ten on diplomacy. Uh, I I I'm, I just got a text from Blue Apron. We're fucking in. We did it. We did, we did oh, it. Oh shit, me undies is next. Yes, you know it. <laughs> Is Casper still doing it? The, the, and, like, and, like, and, like, and like watch a gang. I just yeah. I just picture myself like in my kitchen, like wearing a literal blue apron and some me undies and like a big fancy watch. And uh, <laughs> just like with, with all of my fat sellout money for being a podcast millionaire. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be the next Kevin Smith, baby. Yeah. And, uh, Reverend Xenofact asks, uh, Jim Jordan wants to end all vaccine mandates in Ohio. Is this the future of the G- the GOP being on the side of measles? And the answer is yes. There is there's no there's no bad faith dumb argument these people won't make in an effort to try to scam votes from uh, anti vaxxers, QAnon lunatics, other conspiracy theorists. The, it, it just it goes to show how unpopular they kind of believe themselves to be. So they're just like going into like harder and harder like places to mine for the voting for votes. And they're just like, Hey, fuck it. There might be like 20 votes in those QAnon Hills. We need to go get them. So let's like tell people they don't need to get their kids vaccinated for fucking anything in order to try to see if those 20 people can be stirred to uh, vote for our boy. Cause if you look at like the uh, if you look at the two, two, uh, 2008 and 2012 elections, like McCain and Romney got the almost the exact same amount of votes. It was like like about 62 million votes or whatever. And then you look at Trump and he got three million more votes than those two schlubs. So the Republican Party learned, holy shit, open racism is just an actual net positive for our candidate. And also running against Hillary Clinton, who's kind of hated versus Barack Obama. But they didn't take that lesson too hard because they were just more impressed by the holy shit, more votes. So we got to we got to run with whatever Trump did, because he was the, the guy that was able to move the needle in ways that McCain and Romney couldn't. So they're just flying blind and they're just desperate to try to figure out how they can find anybody that can make the Electoral College kind of close. And they got a chance to get a W. So, yeah, fuck it. Anti anti measles <laughs> vaccinations. Let's do this. Yeah, if COVID has taught us anything, it's that for uh, conservatives, uh, well, the vocal dumb Twitter conservatives, uh, or or, sorry, uneducated Twitter conservatives, um, like, 
you can't fathom how apocalyptically bad a virus would be for the except of a, a mandate now because we just had like we, because we had them all licked thanks to vaccines earlier right like yeah. nobody had to do a polio or measles or whatever because we just beat them with vaccines but it's been a long time since anyone had to deal with that shit so long that these conservatives have forgotten what it's like when one of these like big boy viruses ravages our planet so covid was just not quite enough to get us there despite the fact that it's killed like millions of people or whatever they don't give a fuck it would have to be like yo the like covid 24 is here and when you get infected with it it turns your bones into centipedes and then the centipedes claw their way out of you and by the way it is like it is the most violent thing ever if you go outside you're guaranteed to catch it then maybe they would consider a mandate for a vaccine yeah, we need a we need a real Black Death like they had back in the day, not the Black Death we have now that's still around. We need the good one that killed a third of the population. That'll really take care of it. Uh, also, to remind everyone, I was on my fifth booster of an experimental anthrax vaccine while I was in the the army. I did not have a choice. I was told I had a choice. I didn't. I was told I have a choice. <laughs> then I was let known that I didn't have a choice. And I signed a flimsy little Xerox waiver. And they're like, you're going to get this. Or if you get <laughs> exposed to anthrax, you'll die. And we had to get, and I was let know that there are side effects. We don't totally know what they are, but you're getting this. And uh, I was on my fifth booster. Yeah. Uh, them telling you that, that you had a choice. It's like bunk going up to Kima and being like, do you recognize any of these guys? Like tapping on the photo of the guy yeah. that did it. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody, anybody here but, but, you think but, looks good? <laughs> I, yeah, I also got vaccines for stuff I don't know about. I have to go through my own medical records to go over all the – to read about the, all the vaccines I got. When I went to Iraq, holy shit. Again, they walk you into a room and just line you up and just like, here's your here's your vaccines that you're getting for stuff. I got like dengue fever and, and not leishmaniasis. That was another one that we had to watch out for. But We're going to find out that you got vaccinated against comedy and that will explain a lot. Zing! <laughs> Ooh! They, new they, still bringing the heaters. They, they surgically removed my funny bone. The, 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 thing that makes, the thing that makes me laugh so much about this is that I saw a QAnon promoter being like, those Southwest pilots are ex-military and they're not the type that are going to comply. And then you have Sarge being here like, yeah, I'm ex-military and guess what happens to you when you're in the military? You're a goddamn vaccine pincushion. They just run up to you and stab you with everything. <laughs> I, you get so many shots and it's you get the flu shot yearly. They take everyone to a big gym and they line it, line up. You're getting the flu shot. It's just, it's every year. It's every time you deploy, you just get so many vaccines. And so they're ex-military. Well, then they're full of vaccines. They're full of, they're riddled with goddamn vaccines. <laughs> Their blood is literally just vaccination with a little blood in it. Uh, Don't worry. So- you, you could just sign up for the National Guard or the Space Force <laughs> and never have to worry about being shot ever. Zing! hey <laughs> Take that. Uh, so, uh, and then that was our tiny mailbag for the week. Because, again, I apologize to our audience because I'm a dum-dum. So we will finish with, as always, the Chairman Walkman question in numerous. What are you excited about? Uh, uh, I was supposed to have what? plans for this evening to watch Edward Scissorhands, but they fell through as we were recording the podcast. So now I'm not really like, I don't have anything going on today, I don't think. So I can't, I, I honestly don't have a great answer for, oh no, I guess I'm excited for Dune. Dune comes out in like 10 days. I want to see that movie. Like, I like Denis Villeneuve. I'll go see his Dune. I'm you're, not like, you're the, excited the first... for webtoons. You're going to go read more webtoons as soon as we're done. 
I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't been doing any of that. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not super. I'm not super thrilled about how boring the color palette of Dune looks based on the trailers. It looks like Skyrim in that everything is either gray or some shade of brown, which I'm not a fan of. When the fuck did that happen in sci-fi and fantasy? When like it just became determined that with like literally an unlimited amount of creativity at your disposal, because you're talking about make them up places that don't exist. Like so many of them just settled on, yeah, this planet's probably gray. It's just like, okay, so what are the spaceships like? They're also gray. How about the armor everyone's wearing? Oh, the armor? You better believe it's black with gray highlights. And it's like, uh, okay, I mean, cool. They, they are on a planet that is famous for being entirely desert. But but not for like the whole movie, not when they're on their spaceships or whatever. And granted, I have not read the book. And some people are going to be like, how dare you not read Dune? And the reason I didn't read it is because sci-fi is fucking boring sometimes. Uh, and I'm just like not a huge fan of it. I prefer fantasy. Sorry. Uh, but like, then you, you see stuff like, like everyone's like, oh, dog, you got to watch The Expanse. Oh, it's so expanseful. Every time I've seen any clip of The Expanse, it's a bunch of boring fucking people standing in a hallway that looks like a hallway of a building I've been in. But like, I'm supposed to like pull out and it's on a spaceship. Whoa. And everything is black and gray and dark and nonsensical. I'm just like, no, I want, I want, I want like, fan, like put fantastical shit and like, you're not const- like, you're not comp- like constrained by reality when you're making these. It just genuinely pisses me off how boring these people are. <laughs> now, granted, Denis Villeneuve is not historically one to make a bad movie. So I'm sure that Dune is going to be lit. But like, especially coming off of what he did with Blade Runner, where it was just like, you know, because Blade Runner is a pretty gray movie too. But in his version of Blade Runner, like you go to different places, they have different like color textures to them. Like not everything looks the same. And based on just the trailers, Dune looks very samey in the way its color palette and like like color texture to everything just sort of works. So I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see it for the other pod. Cautiously excited to see it. We'll see. Um, I bought Tales of Arise which is a JSRPG and I've put over 13 hours into it and I'm having a lot of fun. The story is that of a JRPG, but the characters are really good. So that makes up for it. I'm having a bunch of fun. Well, that's cool. Uh, I, I've, I've pretty much burned myself out of Hades. It took me about an, it took me, it took me like about an hour. It took me about 120 hours to finally complete everything I wanted to complete in that game. And like the power leveling of like certain weapons. It's like the, like to me, like the shield and the bow are so good and the gun are so good. And the other three weapons are just like, why would I ever use these unless I just wanted to like make my life harder than necessary. So like I have like the smallest of nitpicks, but God, God, that game was good. And I'm so glad that I got into it and uh, looking forward. Uh, I might try out new worlds because people were talking about that as an MMO. And that's a thing that is interesting to me. So uh, you're, you're I- ready to wait in a 3000 person queue so that you can go farm some hemp. Yes, I, I live only for that. That I mean, that's the, that's the authentic MMO experience. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> Mike loves him. Fuck oh him. yeah, yeah. My, my, yeah. Mike Reeds historically loves Gunge, man. Yes, that's me. That's absolutely me. So yeah, uh, basically just looking forward to trying to find a new game and uh, continuing to be a wash in uh, ye old football season. Uh, I think this week, uh, to me, this is going to be another like kind of uh, scary game for uh, ye old home team because the the da- I mean it's funny because the Dallas Cowboys have been like just absolute frauds for forever. 
And now this is the year that they're really real for really reals. And they're a big road favorite against the Patriots. And like my rational brain is just like, yeah, the Patriots aren't very good this year. And Dallas is very good this year. So Dallas is just going to roll them. And that's the way it's going to go. But like my lizard brain from like 20 years of conditioning is just like, Dallas is going to find a way to fuck this up. They always do. They always will. Like I'll believe Dallas wins when I see it. So it's, it's really funny that like, I just have like those like two things giving me like the tug of war in my brain about that uh, foosball game that's going to be happening this Sunday. My favorite so. thing about liking football but not loving football is that I am perfectly set. Like I just don't give much of a shit about the Patriots being bad this season. Like I, I had twenty years of the Patriots being incredible. They could be bad for a while. It's fine. I can yeah. root for other bad teams like the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> I I heard you. Yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs being bad has been has been a shockingly surprising. It's been astonishing. Thing. How is that? How is it? How are they two and three? That doesn't make any sense. I, we we decided to not have defense. We only need to play but one you, side you of the ball. You haven't had defense the past two seasons either, and you went to the Super Bowl both times. What makes yeah. this year different? I don't, I don't know. Everyone caught on. Everyone yeah, I, else caught on. Yeah, I, I, everybody's just like, oh, all we have to do is smash Patrick Mahomes, and they literally don't have a team. Okay, got it. I I am I am I'll make this clear that I'm going I'm going to do some like wagering on making the either just betting the Chiefs to straight win that game against Washington Football Team this week or making them like a one point favorite in like Trixie teases and stuff. And when Washington Football Team wins that game, I am going to be so furious that I that I that I just thought the Chiefs were going to pull out of their like their fraud spiral and instead they're just going to hit the earth even harder and confirm themselves as frauds. So oh, man. if if the Chiefs end up confirming themselves to be fraudulent, it's going to be so- so juicy for all those people that were immediately just like, oh hey, man, Mahomes is, the, Mahomes is the new Brady. It's like, dog, Brady has seven Super Bowl championships. You shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. All that matters is Patrick Mahomes got them to bring Whataburger to Kansas City. <laughs> that's very important, clearly. Does, does Whataburger have, a, have a, a burger that's a big piece of steak with a bunch of ketchup all over it, ruining the steak? I'm sure they do now. <laughs> it's it's called the Mahomes special because that guy is a monster in that particular way. Uh, and by monster, I mean it's fine. Like, you know, it's not for me, but if you want to put ketchup on your steak, that's perfectly fine. You do you. <laughs> Live your bliss. Oh, God. I think I sponsored for this week Blue Apron. No, that's a joke. They are not sponsored, guys. Don't sue us, Blue Apron. Whoever's like, we don't want no fucking part of your podcast. How dare you make cracks about us being your sponsor? <laughs> but my pillow absolutely is our sponsor. Give us that money, Mike Liddell. We don't care. We're yeah, leaders. Mike Liddell. I will sell it immediately. You you <laughs> don't even know. Yeah. I, I, I would I would like to be able to afford a reasonable house uh, in an area that I enjoy. So snap me off like three million dollars, and I will use it as a down payment on a house in my area because it's very expensive. <laughs> um, all right, and that is going to be our podcast for this week. Shorter than normal by a little bit because of uh, our smaller than normal mailbag. Uh, blame Mike Rains, which is fine. Uh, in the meantime, it's time for me to rally up all of our sweet motorcycles so we could tear ass out of hill world like a big bicycle gang. Or I guess motorcycle gang. Yeah. <laughs> Although... Our, our motorcycle our motorcycle club is called bicycle gang uh if we if we ever make merch i demand leather motorcycle jackets that say bicycle it was the, it was the accent that did it <laughs> uh yeah, oh yeah bicycle gang anyway 
I'm I'm so disappointed that I muted myself for L's outro, so you didn't hear my cackling either. Bicycle game four up and roll out the hell world. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. If you managed to make it this far, uh, if you'd like to support the show, and I can't imagine why you would, you could do so for free uh, by uh, telling a friend, leaving us a five star review, giving us a bunch of stars or a thumbs up, uh, depending on whatever platform you're consuming the media through. Just uh, tell them that you like what we're doing. If you have money and you'd like to support us, you can use that money to support us by visiting patreon.com slash poker politics. Anybody who donates $5 and above becomes one of our beautiful babies, gets access to all of our bonus content, including series such as Kabbalah, The Fallow's Deed, Mike Rain's Untitled History Podcast, at some point possibly Sarge's Conspiracy Corner. And uh, I believe next week we are expecting that uh, those of you who help support us will get your sweet access to Where We Go One, We Go Squall, the uh, Adventures in Hell World slash Bingeworthy crossover episode where the gang is going to watch and discuss the movie White Squall where uh, QAnon gets their dumb catchphrase from. So uh, $5 a month will get you access to all of that content and more in the future. If you have money and you don't want to give it to us, you're just like, why do you deserve my $5 a month? Shouldn't we give it to somebody that's actually going to do something in the world? Idiots. Well, then, yeah, you can go ahead and donate money to love146.org, an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. And that is in their own worlds and their words. And it sounds pretty good to me. Uh, as always, we would like to thank DJ Minimal Effort, who remains too cool for social media for providing our intro music. We would like to thank Frosty, our voiceover artist friend, who over at Twitter on Frost at FrostyVO, uh, for providing our voice of cue when we need it and all of our bumps and uh, content warning at the top of the show. And I would like to once again uh, invite you to come listen to me and Sarge doing our spinoff content over at BingeWordy. That's B-I-N-G-E-W-O-R-T-Y, where we discuss pop media and uh yeah break down some stuff uh in in the spirit of the season this uh this month we are doing spooktober and we just got done uh watching uh the happening which is to say that uh sarge got sarge got to watch the happening he might say that he was he was made to watch the happening but he got to because uh god that movie's good and zooey deschanel is so great in it um <laughs> so once chore. again if you're interested in, in checking that out you can find us on twitter at bingeworthy and that is going to do it for another successful episode of the adventures in hell world podcast as always i've been your host uh l the mysterious l almost giving my bingeworthy sign off which would be not copacetic uh signing off for uh my co-host sarge and as always our expert in all things QAnon, the master of madness mr mike rains Good speed, Patriots. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.